This is Shi'ar Jashub, which in Hebrew means, a remnant shall return. Hi, this is Patty Scalzo, and I would like to welcome you today to our Bible study broadcast from the Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. My husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, is currently teaching an in-depth series entitled Heavenly Authority. So let's go right into the Sunday service and listen as Pastor Greg ministers the Word. Let's turn to the book of 2 Samuel. In the Heavenly Authority series, we've been looking at the account of David and Bathsheba. Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite. We saw the adulterous relationship, how David gave into temptation, how he took another man's wife, and then he desperately tried to cover over his sins, but was frustrated by the loyalty of Uriah. And so in total desperation, he sends to his general Joab and sets it up for Uriah the Hittite to be abandoned on the battlefield, to be left and placed into the hand of the enemy, Ammon, who the Israelites are at war with, and he's killed. And David, after Bathsheba, uh, mourns for her husband. He brings Bathsheba to his house. She becomes his wife, and she has their child. And then the Lord deals with David's sin by sending Nathan the prophet. And we saw last time how the prophet, in the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, gives David an example of someone in the kingdom. And the man deals unfairly on the issue of a little lamb. And David, in anger, pronounces judgment upon the man that the man deserves death. And then Nathan says, you are that man. And he goes on to tell David that he has despised the commandment of the Lord, that he has killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, that he has taken his wife to be his wife, and that he's killed him with the sword of the people of Ammon. And then he pronounces judgment upon David's house and upon David. And we saw David's response in chapter 12 and verse 13. So David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, the Lord has put away your sin, you shall not die. And then he goes on to pronounce the judgments though, the consequences, the reaping that would result because of David's sin. And we saw last time how David's actions really, when he does these things, he does them against the Lord. When he treats his brother, we saw how Uriah was a believer in Yahweh, a loyal, faithful believer, one of the mighty men that was responsible for placing David into the kingship. When he sins against his brother in such a way, he really sins against Yahweh, his Lord. How can we say we love God? How can we say we love God who we do not see if we deal treacherously with our brother who is a child of God who we do see? God, through Nathan, says, I gave you everything. I anointed you king of Israel. I delivered you from the hand 
of Saul. He says, why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? And he says in verse 14, then through Nathan, however, because by this deed, you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. The child also who was born to you shall surely die. And that's where we left off last time. How this action of immorality and this action of murder gives the enemies of God the opportunity to blaspheme, to say, what is the difference between these people and the rest of the people? Where is the power of this God? Where is the holiness, the purity that his people speak about? Look at David. Look what David did. And the enemies of God can blaspheme God because of our sins. And because of that, there has to be a reaping. There has to be knowledge that God is just. He is no respecter of persons, and he will judge the sins of those who are not his people, and he will judge the sins of those who are his people, and for that matter, judgment starts in the house of God. God is a holy God, God is a just God, and God will hear the cries of the blood of Uriah from the ground, and he will do justice. Maybe when David did this thing, Maybe he thought, well, Uriah is a Hittite. He comes from the Hittite people. He's not a blood descendant of Abraham. And maybe that played some, we don't know, some part of his motivation not to think too much of him when he took Bathsheba to his bed and when he put him on the front line to be killed. But God obviously thinks much of Uriah. And when David does this thing to Uriah, he really did it to the Lord. But David, last week we talked about all the bad that David did, which I just summarized. But David sincerely repents when God breaks through, through the prophet, when he sets him up through the parable, when David comes to a realization, maybe a year later, of what he's done, when David says, I have sinned against the Lord, he does mean it. He sincerely means it. And it's true repentance. And repentance is unnatural for sinful human beings. We always try to justify our sins. We always try to excuse our sins. That's, that's our human nature. That's our bent. When Saul said, remember back in 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 24, when confronted with Samuel the prophet over something not waiting for Samuel to come, something that we might see as a lesser sin in the scope of what David's done, but really it's not less, right? Because the rebellion in Saul that built up and built up had consequences to it, right? Part of them being the fact that he destroys David's marriage, his youthful marriage, and really destroys David's relationship with women. And David has a problem here. He has his harem, but he's still looking from the terrace, he doesn't have that one-to-one -one special mate that God planned in the beginning. And that whole sequence that led to Uriah's death really starts with Saul. So those sins we don't think are quite as bad, those sins of rebellion that don't look quite as obvious as David's sin, they set in motion circumstances that can lead to grievous sins. 
But when Saul is confronted by Samuel, he also says, I have sinned in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 24. And he goes on immediately to justify. Why? Well, I feared the people. I gave in to them. I did it, but this is the reason why I sinned. The woman who you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. Isn't that what, what Adam said? Right? We, we admit to sin, but then we try to justify it away and explain it away. It's a defensive spirit as opposed to a repentant spirit. And here you have David truly having a repentant spirit, not the type of, yes, I've sinned like Saul, but then let me explain why. Justification. David has sinned greatly, grievously. But what makes David stand out as a great leader in the Old Testament is that once he's reached, David truly is humbled. Once his eyes are opened, David is truly broken. Once he's caught in his own pronouncement, David is truly repentant. He pleads for mercy and forgiveness and restoration. He yearns in his heart to be right again with God. We saw with Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 15 that after he explained the way why he sinned, his only real concern was that he said some right words, but he really just wanted Samuel to come with him so that he looked good in the eyes of the elders. Remember that? He was concerned how he looked, and his repentance was part of that. David is concerned with the broken relationship, the fact that now he's set apart from God. He who was favored by God is now at odds with God, an enemy of God, someone that has sinned grievously against the Lord. Let's read the humble words of David, the broken words, the plea for mercy and forgiveness and restoration. His own words in, Psalm, in the Psalms. Let's look at Psalm 32. And let me read from verse 3. He says, it's a contemplation of David in verse 3 of Psalm 32. When I kept silent, my bones grew old. Through my groaning all the day long, for day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. His sins are weighing heavy on his bones, the hand of God, the guilt that he feels. And you know, guilt can be a bad thing if it's out of control. It's like pain. Pain is there to stop us, right? If we touch a hot plate, we feel pain. Why? Then we pull our hand back and we save our hand. The pain allows us to save ourselves, right? So pain has a true function. But if a person just is racked with pain for no reason, some people suffer the great pain and, and joint ache and their whole lives they wake up morning to night and the pain, it's not really accomplishing anything. It's, it's bringing them down. Guilt is the same way. Guilt, a guilty conscience when the hand of the Lord is heavy upon us and we feel overwhelming guilt. How does David describe it here? My bones grew old, my groaning all the day long. Your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. When we feel taken down by guilt, it's good. 
when we've sinned because then we pull ourselves back. We stop doing what we were doing. The Lord is using the guilt to convict us because we're soft-hearted. When you're hard-hearted, you don't feel any guilt. A hard-hearted person, the Antichrist, is not going to feel guilty about anything he does because his heart is seared. But then there are some people who are permanently racked with guilt. Guilt is to bring us to the Lord. Guilt is to help us confess our sins. Guilt is to stop us from doing what we're doing wrong. But to be terminally saturated with guilt, to always feel guilty and not allow the graceful, merciful work of God to come upon us, that's not doing any good. And that type of guilt, the person is not accepting the reality of the cross of Jesus, what Jesus has done to take away the guilt and pain and suffering. Here, guilt is good for David. It's good he feels this separation. It's heavy upon him because it brings him into repentance. Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets at 10 a.m. every Sunday morning at the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. The Memorial Hall is adjacent to the Madison Green, and we meet appropriately in the upper room. And as always, we would really love to hear from our listeners if you have been blessed by this program. Our address is Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Join Pastor Greg Scalzo as he teaches from God's scriptures in our next broadcast of Shi'ar Jashub.